Welcome to How to Take the Lead, the podcast where we challenge the myths and stereotypes of what it means to be a leader today and help you to succeed in post without compromise. I'm Lee Griffith. And I'm Carrie Ann Wade. And together we will be your guides, questioning everything we've ever learned about leadership, sharing our experiences along the way, and inspiring you to make a real impact in your role. Visit howtotakethelead.com for show notes, past episodes, and to join our community. Enjoy this episode. We are, we are popping back in unscheduled for a little bonus episode because that's well we missed each other didn't we yeah so, we've we've and it's been a while actually so this bonus yeah. app's taken a while to come but yeah we, we wouldn't be us if we hadn't put at least one cheeky bonus app in a series would we so we're, we're, we're back today in, in your inboxes. Is it an inbox if it's your podcast? Anyway, sorry, that's a t- off on a tangent already. As you can probably tell, I've been full of cold over the last week. So I'm still in that slightly delirious state, which will make for an interesting episode. I've got to do the usual hello. If you're watching us on YouTube, apologise for the Rudolph nose. Subscribe if you don't subscribe already on your favourite podcast choice of podcast app of choice. I think that's what I'm going for. Yeah, this is going to be such a great episode. I can feel it. And uh, get involved with the Substack community. That's still going to be going strong, even in this little hiatus period. I'm sure we'll talk a little bit more about that a bit later on. But uh, how are things with you, Carrie-Anne? I've, I've, been, I've got in the I'm sick, I'm sick, I'm sick. <laughs> it's all oh, about me <laughs> no well I'm sorry that you're feeling fuzzy headed but hopefully you're on the mend because I know you have been um been feeling poorly I'm all right thanks I'm all right life carries on I had the excitement of married life it's actually to bore everybody to death it's six weeks today uh, since I got wed so married bliss yes. has been really good probably because for about day. about three three weeks of those six weeks we've not seen each other so that's probably why wedded bliss feels so good <laughs> oh I thought you meant you and me I was like <laughs> oh well no no you and I have not seen each other for a bit and it's like oh I can't cope I need to send Leah voice note <laughs> so yeah all all good here I've been I've been quite reflective on a number of the episodes from series three since we've recorded them which has been quite interesting because I think it's helped me reframe a few things from my leadership point of view which has been good and also look at a few other examples of leadership through certain (laughs) lenses which has been very interesting but as always what seems to happen is we record an episode and then something kicks off and we're like oh god that would have been so good for that episode and it also this series has just felt like it's happened in conjunction with an episode coming out so then, I, I don't know about you, but it's almost felt like we've recorded it. It's it's then gone out. Something's happened, and it looks like we've just ignored the elephant in the room. So I think this almost is our makeup episode. Yeah. It's bonus episode, it's like a cathartic gonna, sort yeah. of therapy episode, isn't it? And I like we promised we did know about these things. We just already recorded the episode that coincided with that happening. And I'm pretty sure we've forgotten stuff already. I don't know about you, but stuff crops up, and I go, oh. Oh, we should have talked about that. We should have spoken about that. And then probably I forget again. So I'm hoping that you've made a note somewhere. I've got a couple of things that, that kind of got my go over the last few, few Just a months. couple. <laughs> yeah, just a couple. It's a bit weird. That's the weird state, isn't it? Because, and I think that, I think we've talked about this on episodes before of where you just get into an apathetic place with everything going on. 
and you almost disengage. And that's the problem with organisations. And when you've got maybe poor culture or stuff that's going on, the risk is that your staff or your stakeholders or communities disengage because they're just like, it's noise, I can't be bothered with it anymore. And then that organisation or individuals get away with it. Yeah. And that's, that's the ha- you've always got to find the fire again, haven't you, in a way to feel like we could do something about it. I think that's been one of my reflections of this series has been, and and it's probably come through in some of the episodes, it's like the so what factor. These these are issues, no doubt, that we've covered this series. But it's like, it's it's, it's a song. Like, I've been listening to Little Sims. I don't know if you've, she's got this brilliant God, song. You sound trendy. Um, yeah, yes. <laughs> and she's got this song called Woman, which is brilliant. But she talks about, all action, no talk. And I was like, yeah, where's the action? And and uh, every time I hear that song, it makes me think of this show for some reason because it's like, where's the yeah. action coming from all the things we talk about? That's definitely been the theme, hasn't it, for this series? So we got to series three and it's like, okay, we've done a lot of talking, but but what is the action? But what's been really interesting is I'd seen a couple of threads on Twitter, actually, maybe last week or the week before, and there was still that thing about like, why don't people take action and stand up to the things that are happening organisationally or with particular leaders that just don't sit right? And there's still something for me about that sort of fear of consequence. And I know we've talked Mm. about this in, in the series, but actually are people not taking action because they don't believe that anything will ever be different, that apathy that you've just talked about and that disengagement, or, or is there a genuine kind of fear if I'm the one that takes the action somehow I'm the one that's gonna face the consequence not the person who's demonstrating that bad behavior and I just don't know yeah how how we shift that dial I guess yeah there's, there's been a few cases though I don't say over the last two or three weeks where I've seen people starting to call out a few of the poor leadership particularly in the health sector i've noticed call out some of the poor leadership's behaviors in organizations in a far more overt way than than i've seen or been used to so i don't know whether that is the start of a tide turning although it's interesting to see people's reactions to that as well and and the yeah it doesn't always feel like it's it's getting a groundswell of of support but I guess it has to start somewhere, doesn't it? So I'm going to be hopeful, like you said, that that's the seed of something that might start to really shift cultures in that particular sector. And I'm sure in other sectors, similar things hopefully will start to be called out or are being called out. But yeah, it's a tough one. It is a tough nut to crack. Is that the saying? It's a tough nut to crack, isn't it? Don't ask me. I always mess up my sayings. <laughs> yeah, sorry. You weren't the right person to ask with your liaisons, were you? But yeah, it's, it is it is hard to know what the action yeah should be but i guess it's about i guess it's about getting comfortable with being uncomfortable isn't it and mm. realizing that in your role as a leader that is going to sometimes be what it's about and you're a leader you might have to challenge your own behaviors but you might also have to challenge the behaviors of others in your leadership team in your organization and call that out if you genuinely want to see that shift in culture and and something change how's that thing going for you i don't know what's the i don't know if there's a signal we're on youtube wait how podcast listeners but let's go with so so let's go with so so (laughs) 
it's yeah it's it is very interesting isn't it that a change in leadership can make such a change in a dynamic in in mm. an organization and I think changes in leadership we're going on, I'm going off on a tangent here I was going to say I think changes in leadership lead to uncertainty and that's natural whether that change is a positive yeah. or potentially not so positive change so I think that uncertainty is is sort of a natural thing to react to because just changing one person in a team shifts everything doesn't it and so actually if you're in a in a team where there's lots of change that can feel even more unsettling I guess it's about how you individually are choosing to deal with that change but also how as a team you let that affect your dynamic and yeah there's something for me about that worry that when you've spent a lot of time building a strong team and trying to shift a culture that just one change in that team dynamic can have a really big impact and potentially you see things going backwards before they go they progress forwards so it's just how you manage that nothing's a linear progress is it it will have its its ebbs and flows it's whether it goes down to to quickly dip up and and how sharp that spike is I suppose isn't it yeah but I think part of the thing we talked about this in in previous episodes that as a leader if you're the person joining an organization and being you've got your own agenda you've got your own intent and vision and all that kind of stuff but entering in listening mode with a clear plan of the first thing I need to do is to understand the people and understand what people want from me and the organization and it's not about coming in trying to press your agenda from from day one there's ways you can get your agenda into an organization but you have to there's such a mindset shift you have to do and preparation you have to do you don't I think it's naive for people to think they could just land into an organization and go this is this is how I want it to be yeah and I I think it's that conversation we've had previously around kind of taking people on the journey with you Mm -hmm. which might take longer to get to but fundamentally will be more impactful because those people are buying into whatever the vision is the strategy is that you're trying to land with them because they feel like they've been listened to they've been engaged in it they understand the rationale potentially for why something might need to change so they're kind of part of it and and in some respects they then have a choice which is they get on board and they engage in it or they don't and they make decisions about how they handle that I think if you don't put that investment into doing that engagement early doors then actually you run the risk of far more people just going yes is not for me or you know I'm not that yeah this is this I'm not going to buy into this so yeah lots lots of and you're right I think in the health sector we are seeing more challenge and we're seeing I don't know if some of that's come from people taking action around things like pay pay awards and the industrial action stuff and people just feeling that strength of like no actually I'm going to stand up for what I believe in maybe that's filtering beyond that pay debate into other aspects of healthcare I don't know but I'm I'm still concerned that there is a fear factor that people won't speak up because they're afraid and if they're afraid then to me that means it's because there's a culture of bullying and poor leadership yeah well there's that psychological safety episode that we did in series two was it that that goes to the heart of if people don't feel like they can speak up about things on that point around psychological safety sorry to interrupt you because you're probably just about to get on a on a flow (laughs) no Um, there there was something for me around that and the owning your shit episode Mm. that we did 
that I personally reflected on because I experienced something at work that I found quite triggering and I reacted to in the moment in a way that on reflection I was really disappointed in myself for the way that I reacted and I I mulled it over a lot afterwards and I probably gave myself maybe more of a hard time about it internally Mm. than I needed to but I got to the point where I was like I feel like I need to address this in my team because Mm. I wasn't proud of the way I reacted and I didn't react in the leadership style and kind of approach that we talk about quite a lot well not quite a lot all the time on this podcast and it was quite interesting having that wider conversation with my own team because I feel like me saying it as the leader of that team enabled other people to kind of open up about some of the things that had concerned them about the situation that happened and was it a team I mean I know you don't yeah it was not going to no was it within your team a situation it was it was with it was an organizational situation that was in front of team members so and so it was just I don't know I just felt like I probably never really as openly done that before with my team that's not to say I haven't felt able to be vulnerable with my team and be open and transparent but actually saying I reacted like this and I did this and actually I've reflected on it and I don't feel very proud of myself. I've probably never said that bluntly mm. to my entire team before and it's probably the first time I wasn't particularly nervous about what their reaction might be because I was a bit like each one of them will react how they want to react to that but that's coming from what I've said is coming from a place of how I feel because I don't feel proud of how I handled that situation and it was just yeah it turned into know taking up most of the team meeting conversation and it felt like people I hope and obviously I can only say it from my perceptions were able to be a bit more open about how they felt about that situation as well and then sort of leading into them talking about more things that they were worried about and actually was your reaction like symptomatic of what we're concerned about as well in the organization so yeah I'm quite proud of myself did they perceive your reaction to be as you perceived it no not really actually (laughs) most of the team were like actually we're really pleased you reacted that way because it showed that you cared Mm. and and almost almost like not a thank you but like a well done we're glad that you cared enough to react in that way some then with insight of like but I can see why you wouldn't have felt like that was the right thing to do on reflection and then I think a couple of people that I work more closely with probably more perceptive about why that made me uncomfortable because I felt like I was demonstrating some of the behaviors that really I was trying to call out but I think I guess maybe depends on how closely in the team those people work with me but but yeah maybe not yeah not I didn't think they felt it was as awful as I felt it was but it was awful for me because I didn't like how I reacted so regardless of whether they perceived it that way that was how it was for me. I ask that only because I'm, I'm really interested in people's perception on what is great leadership, like how you demonstrate leadership. And I don't know, we've had a brief conversation about that TV show, Rise and Fall. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if you've, you, I, I, I forced you to watch it. I don't know if you actually got around to watch it. I, I watched a bit of it. I haven't binge watched the whole lot because I hadn't actually quite realised how many episodes there were going to be, <laughs> if I'm honestly. But I, d- I did watch a few, a few bits of it. I mean, I, that was that for me was a show where yeah, just people's perception of what power was, what leadership was, and 
actually, there were some behaviours that we called out on this show before, which people on that show were applauding when others demonstrated those as, and they saw them as assets and qualities of good leadership. So the really assertiveness, the belittling others, not poor behaviours, all of that kind of stuff. There they, they was a whole conversation about with one person about assertiveness and for them assertiveness was was almost they disassociated it with, with having empathy and compassion and if you had that you couldn't be assertive and it was it was fascinating but also quite scary I suppose but th- thinking back to the bigger question of is anything going to change what's the tipping point of change when we we're seeing things through our lens other people don't I'm not saying everyone should agree with our view of how leadership should be, but kind of they do. But, yeah, that perception of what is leadership and, yeah, the qualities of a leader, it's just, yeah. I mean, I I could do a PhD on it. (laughs) Maybe you should. I watched a couple of episodes of it after you'd started talking to me and having some of this conversation with me. And I, I do agree with you, but there was something for me around it's really interesting in the the way that show was created in how some people's perceptions in in one particular moment so oh I wanted that person to be more assertive which was basically I wanted them to have a go at that person so behaviors that we don't like now for me that's not assertiveness but for them that was they haven't asserted themselves in that situation so I don't want to bring them up here because they're not assertive enough and that other person is but when the other person that they perceived to be assertive was then in their team or gang or whatever you want to call it actually they were like oh my god they're such a bully and I was like yeah but you just witnessed them being a bully and applauded them for being assertive so I think some of it's about which Mm. I don't want to say side but you know which yeah how you're experiencing that because if you're experiencing it as an observer you might think it's something different to experiencing it as somebody who it's being done to so I just found it it was fascinating and maybe I should go back and binge watch it all but but yeah it just I, I do get your point like what appeared to be people's perceptions of good leadership was probably the opposite of nearly everything that we've talked about or they want people to be assertive, but what they've actually witnessed is somebody being a bully. So is there just a misunderstanding of what some of those things actually mean yeah. in reality? Yeah. I don't know, but I it's mean, very we, interesting. We pulled together a lot of language things around how we perceive certain words to mean something. And actually when you redefine or reframe it, it can mean something very different. So yeah, I think if there's a second series, I almost see a spin-off show for us <laughs> where we just yeah. like dissect it because there was so much in, in that. I'd love to know if anyone who's listening to this watched it as well and what, what people's views of it were. But it, it links also, we've had, we had an episode in this series about power and the dying, and actually that threw up a lot of, it, for us at the time, it threw up a lot of questions and reflections and, and I think we both went into that recording of that episode with one mindset and uh, yeah came away feeling quite differently about the topic or certainly feeling more informed and, and had a broader view yeah. and, and a bit of a reframe but there's really interesting conversations post that episode being published with people and so I wanted to kind of throw a couple of these at you because one, well, I'll go for 
one of them was we, there was an interesting reflection from someone that power can be difficult to manage when it's someone who reports into you. And, and I reflected that our discussion was very much from a point of you as leader in a position of power and working with your peers and maybe people more senior than you. But actually, we, we, we didn't focus on the power dynamics that can happen of people who maybe are in your team or more juniors to you. And that can be a really tricky thing to manage. Yeah, oh my, that's a whole other episode waiting to happen, isn't it, yeah. in the next series? Because you're right, we didn't. We we absolutely approached that conversation around you're the leader and how you manage the power that you have as a leader and how that manifests for you. But I'm sure we've all been in situations where the power dynamic has been very different. And we are we are still leaders, but the people that we're leading maybe demonstrate their power in different ways and that become can become really challenging and I guess it is about how you harness some of that and you're open to that and think about what that means in terms of impact for you your team for them and and I think yeah that is that is quite an interesting one actually because I also feel like I've worked with people who you know different different types of power dynamics might be you end up leading a team of people and the person that's your deputy went for the job and all that kind of yeah, stuff yeah, that just throws yeah. up a different dynamic yeah. around power, I think. And yeah. or they were aspirational and want your or you you work with somebody who can't wait for you to go because they're desperate to get your job, for example. Yeah. Yeah. And how they operate in that space might be very different because they might be one way with you and a different way with everyone else. So I, I yeah, I yeah. absolutely think that there's a lot there. And I think yeah. per, per, Performance management and power is also quite an interesting one in terms yeah. of the dynamics that that can create if you're feeling that there's capability issues or you need to performance manage somebody, but actually maybe the HR process disempowers one person or the other or well, both. Yeah, but the, also I've been in situations in the past where the power of your peers, so going new into an organisation, so I have the, the dynamic of individuals within my teams having certain types of power and not wanting to be aligned with the direction we were going organisationally or or as a team and and it did get to a point of needing to do performance management but interestingly they then power played with peers who didn't like me in my position either and because they had that organizational memory power the kind of informational power the connectional power all of that they they almost ganged up and created conflicts and issues that I just hadn't really considered I went quite naively thinking into the situation and didn't realize that there was such a strength of power in the network as as I'd expected I think I definitely think there's another episode in this at least in the next series because that is that we didn't look at it from that point of view at all so even though we had a mindset shift from what we did talk about around power there's so much more that we haven't we haven't touched on and it's a hard it's a hard one to manage when you've got when you're in a situation with with people that you do manage because you trying to manage that situation could be positioned by them as you exerting your power in the wrong way and we've we've seen it with people who perhaps go down a performance management route and then come back with a counterclaim as I'm being bullied or I'm being harassed and, and all of that. So there, there are 
things as, as leaders that we perhaps yeah, need to be mindful of in that Wow. I feel I feel a bit like, oh, <clears throat> yeah, this I'm not sure this is where I was expecting this conversation to go, but that's what's nice about the bonus app because we kind of don't know where it's gonna go. No. <laughs> and then the other conversation I had related to power, I say it was a conversation. It was it was more of a debate, and I think there's possibly some semantics around wording, but someone challenged me to say that we were we when we did the episode, we talked about all the different realms of power and how there are some powers that are better to utilise than others. And we very much stood against people abusing their power. And this person said to me, all great leaders abuse their power. If they don't, they're not great. And yeah, and yeah, that was my reaction. And we, we got into a quite a hefty debate about it. And I think it's probably perceptions of abuse of power. So I don't disagree that you need as a leader to sometimes be a bit tricksy, sometimes play up parts of your power to your benefits. That you know, you have that strategic mind, you don't always do popular things. We've, we've talked about that before. It's not about making friends all the time and you're not going to win everyone over and not everyone's going to agree with how you do things. But I think when I talk about abuse of power, I'm talking about someone who is willfully and almost doesn't care about the misuse of their power and they do it in a sustained way that harms other people. Yeah, I, th- I think for me, when I think about abuse of power, I'm, I'm with you. There's something for me about the intent. So what's the intent behind the decision that you're making or the action that you're taking and the way that you're using your power? And if you're if you have sort of malintent, then for me, that's the abuse. You know, if you're if you're using your power to um, restrict people's voices or disempower other people, then for me, that feels like malintent. If you are using some of the different types of power that we talked about to further your organisation standing with your stakeholders or develop a network that's going to be of benefit to more people in your organisation, then I feel like that's, I feel that's more like using your power rather than abusing your power. So for me, I, I do feel like there probably is bit of a difference in the way I would perceive that because I think where we got to in the episode was we all have power there's lots of different types of power and it's within our gift to choose how we use it so for me we should be we should be being intentional about what we do with the power that we hold and how we can use that to to have an impact but I think if you were then being intentional to have a negative impact on someone else, that feels to me like that's an abuse of that power rather than using that power. Yes, agreed. So the counter-argument that, that this person was having with me was, if, even if you look at people that we would say were potentially great leaders, some of these are political, Tony Blair, Obama, for example, but there'll be others, they will have done things to drown out other voices to position themselves in a more favourable light to achieve an end goal. They will have disadvantaged other people in certain situations. They'll have teams that do that on their behalf. Does that undermine their great leadership, knowing that? This is a debate that 
I guess it's about the consequences, isn't it? The consequences yeah. of the decisions that leaders take and the way in which they operate and whether the... God, it's just going to sound really twee though, isn't it? Whether the good that comes of that outweighs the negative. And it's really hard in that political space to think, yeah, to, to yeah. be neutral about it, isn't it? Because we'll all have political lean-ins one way or the other where we'll go, well, mm. Obama doing this I think is brilliant because... By doing that, he's he's amplified and given a platform to someone else who needs it more. But if it had been Boris Johnson, I'd have probably had a different take on it. So yeah, it is it is so nuanced and really complex, isn't it? Yeah. So it was it was an interesting it was an interesting challenge. I think there's probably some semantics of word in there around around abuse. I wouldn't say someone who's Boris Johnson's abused his power. It was sustained, it was intentional, it was all of those things. I don't see him as a great leader. Other people do because they voted for him. No, because we perceive good and bad in different ways based on our own experiences and what we're trying to achieve. And I, as we were thinking about doing this bonus episode, I was like, the owning your shit and the power episodes really sort of landed when then things were hitting the press, as you say, like just after. And we had like, Elon Musk, well, Elon Musk been a long-standing and sustained issue. Dominic Raab, Plaid Cymru, like with Adam Price. And that's just funny how that's played out because originally, much much of a Dominic Raab in terms of resignation letter, originally he wasn't going to stand down and then people kicked off and was like, this is showing really poor leadership. How can you still be there? He dug his heels in. Now he stood down and in his resignation letter said, oh, I wanted to stand down, but people convinced me to stay. I mean, what does that say about somebody's integrity? And anyway, whatever. So I feel like all these things sort of happened around that kind of owning stuff and power episodes that then all sort of played out. Yeah. The dominant afterwards was fascinating because that use of actually that people were talking about his kind of coercive power that he was using and, and abusing. But his responsiveness, A, he didn't own his shit at all, but B, he he very much did that questioning of people moaning if he challenged them about the quality of their work and stuff, which which always plays back to the point we were talking about a bit earlier around how do you manage your, your teams and people who work for you if you have a disagreement. Um, yeah, I, I just thought that whole situation was... The report, the the people's reactions to the report, his lack of owning it and very much deflecting it as if I'm resigning on the principle of I said I'd resign, but actually I don't. I think we're in a very dangerous place that I've been made to resign. It's just really quite poor. Yeah, yeah. But then it's <laughs> funny how I was trying to think like, have we got? Is there some good examples? But now I'm reflecting on what you've just told me about the debate that you had. And I'm like, maybe they're good examples because you only see one side of a situation, particularly stuff that plays out in the media. And and I went into a weird direction with my good example because I went for Edward Enimfall, who's the editor-in-chief of Vogue. Yeah. Because I feel like we talked about making your voice count and we've talked about using your power for good intent and all of that kind of stuff and I feel like he has done a lot to provide a platform to people who might not always in that arena mm-hmm. kind of get the the spotlight shone on them in such a positive way you know the most recent examples around the disability issue that that he launched but he's done it with NHS he's done it with you no know, race and culture 
But now I'm like, well, I think that's good. But maybe there's other stuff that he does that none of us get to see. I don't know. Like that it maybe isn't so good. But but he was my kind of... don't know what he's like. Exactly. Work with. <laughs> exactly. So there was a bit for me about like, I, I kind of thought I've got to have somebody who I perceive to have done something good. But now we've started recording this episode. I've got to question everything. But then, then always that plays into the, the points that we've said before around you need to get a variety of perspectives. You can't just go with your view of the world or be in your echo chamber. Of You need that diversity of thought. You need that diversity of challenge, diversity of perspective, because that's even diversity in the information that you choose to have come to you as a leader of those things and then and then how you triangulate everything that you see and you hear and you touch and use all your senses because that's the only way that really you can take informed and intentional steps sorry you're looking at me waiting for (laughs) sorry I thought you were going to carry on I thought thought you were like part way through but yeah as as always well not as always because sometimes we have the healthy debate because we don't quite align in our thinking but but yeah, that that diversity of, of opinion and thought is really important, isn't it? And I guess it's like like not having that tunnel vision, not just being so set in like, mm. not just in how you lead as a leader, but how you perceive other things that are happening. I think perception yeah. feels like the word of this episode, actually. Yeah. But, you know, how you're perceiving other things that are happening around you within your organisation, that's just going to be your perception. So how are you doing that check-in? How are you getting the evidence that either does or doesn't back up what your perception is and your personal experience will be completely different from someone else's and it's accepting that that's okay I think sometimes it's when you you don't accept that and you carry on regardless without acknowledging what other people are experiencing at that time where you can get into sort of sticky water sticky water or tricky water I don't know I'm having some leaders I know I didn't know it was contagious. Murky waters. Yeah, murky. Yeah, let's go with murky. Or sticky sticky it's mud. Sticky, it's not sticky water, is it? That would no. just be gross. No. <laughs> Anyhow, sorry, we digress. I've been, I've been to festivals where there's been sticky water and you <laughs> don't want to know what's been thrown you around. You don't want to know yeah. why it's sticky. <laughs> sorry, we've digressed. You were about to say something really enlightening and I've just gone like sticky no. water. <laughs> I was I was only going to say the other thing that, that was hit the news in in lots of different angles really was the whole cbi oh my uh, goodness stuff. yeah how have we not mentioned that and the resignation of the chief executive and then also what i thought was interesting was a lot of the companies who withdrew their membership in the C- cbi and we've spoken before about how you know organizations and leaders of organizations need to show that they're taking action not just saying words and that I do feel that that was a real step up yeah we're not just gonna say we don't condone this we're going to take active measures to make sure something changes by withdrawing our support and so it definitely showed the strength and power of leaders taking action against things that are right and it maybe only took one organization to do that before others then got do you know so it's like that almost there is a bit of that strength in numbers isn't there as well like but somebody has to be brave enough to be the first somebody has to be brave enough and courageous enough to take that stand and you know doing that so publicly like I mean you see you see that sometimes with celebrities and they do something wrong and brands will remove their endorsements or sponsorship deals and that happens quite often 
and and obviously people come under pressure quite quickly if if someone falls foul of what's right. But yeah, I hadn't quite I've never really seen it in this way that we're, we're the business side of things are stepping up and and speaking out against another business organisation. It, it did feel like it was a real shift in in yeah approach and thinking. I also thought the whole resignation of the chief exec was, was interesting and he did some media interviews after he resigned and some of the things that he was saying trying to justify was yeah it was it was an interesting lesson in how personable you should be how how much you want to be part of the team when you're a leader all of that kind of stuff seemed to come out because he was dming people on social media and they felt a bit uncomfortable so it was yeah Oh, I I feel icky now. You said that, and and there is something for me about those boundaries, isn't there? There's that. It probably is a very fine line between creating a a culture or a team that feels team spirited and supports each other and all of that stuff versus just overstepping the boundaries around how you interact and and kind of deal with people. And again, it's about intent, isn't it? As well, it's like yeah. you're doing that for your own benefit you're not considering the impact it has on the other person so so yes yeah, there's been quite a lot of interesting things that definitely felt aligned to the stuff that we were talking about this series did we jinx it I don't know it's, it's hard to <laughs> I know there were a couple of times weren't there when we were like oh why couldn't that have happened the week we were recording this episode because it would have been such a good example but we've got the opportunity to talk about them through this bonus episode so I don't feel quite as hard done by now I want to always wrap up at the end of this episode by going back to where we started which was a sense of we've done a lot of talking we've done a lot of talking today about things that frustrate us, the things that perhaps aren't right in the leadership world, but there's this sense of what can we do? And I suppose I want to use our hiatus period before we come back to really start to get to grips with being more practical in the sense of what can be changed, how can it be challenged, how can we use this platform as a way to help people maybe verbalise their support or to flag stuff that needs to change or to show how things can be different. Yeah, I don't want us to come back in, in for season four and just feel like we're talking and talking again as much as I love to talk to you. And I think, we, yeah, I think for me it's about what, <coughs> what practical things can we be offering to people by way of changing their mindset, doing something differently as a leader, expanding their thinking around leadership maybe doing doing something differently helping them to find the courage or the confidence to challenge or act in a different not I don't want to say act in a different way because I want people to not be who they are because that's the whole point of what we talk about it's like be yourself but maybe to to speak out or to challenge poor behaviors you know, we started to shift into that space in some of our Substack community I think we've put prom- mm. prompts in some of the not some of the in all of the kind of afterthoughts of each episode that we've been sharing with people and I know we've got other other sort of practical things we want to put in place to to try and support leaders but it's hard because I, I also reflect on the fact that it feels like this is quite a busy space to operate yeah. in and there's lots of as you say, lots of thoughts about leadership and how you should or shouldn't do leadership in 
lots of yeah lots of thought leaders lots of opinion pieces but how do we move it to the next stage of somebody like we just said sometimes it just takes one person to take action how do we how do we move it to that space I'm not sure I quite know the answer no no so answers on a postcard or a tweet or an Instagram DM yeah, wherever, so however you in. want. Yeah, yeah, however you want to get in touch with us. But we have talked with some of our community, haven't we, about what would be beneficial for them in the future in terms of what value we can add. And some of that was about those opportunities to seek support from other people and connect with people who are like-minded and maybe have some of those discussions and get some of that kind of insight from other people to consider then how they might might approach different subjects so I think there is a will out there from some of our our early blossoming community about other things that we could do outside of the podcast that that people feel would help them with their leadership journey great so all the details if you want to get involved in anything we've talked about but also if you've got if you've got the idea that you think is going to start to change things, let us know. Go to howsatethelead.com. You'll get all the links to all the various things we've mentioned. You'll get all the back episodes of this series and the past two series as well. We'll be back. We're going to have a little summer break now. We'll be back in end of August, early September, I think, isn't it? Yeah, that's the, the plan. So if you've got any suggestions or ideas the topics you'd like us to cover and also send us your good and bad examples of leadership in action we would love to see that we'd love to kind of add to our case studies of things that are happening in in the real world as it were yeah anything else and a plug to get over on the substack community because as you said between series we want to actually do some stuff so there'll be things launching in there by way of conversations opportunities to get involved with other people who are part of the community and ask us anything as well so yeah 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 we've got the ask us anything sessions that we're going to do just for our substack community the book club we are working on what the first book is going to be so if you want a summer reading list or something to to get involved in so you can come back in the autumn with a renewed energy yeah get involved www.housetlead.com so that's it i think i think that's our little pop in a little pop in in. a little pop in 45 minutes later (laughs) nothing's ever short with us nothing's ever quick we're like right no actually now you've mentioned that let's talk about something else i'm sure as soon as we stop recording this other things that we should have actually discussed today come to mind but who knows we may or may not pop up for another little cheeky bonus at some point if if only just so that we can socialize (laughs) summer soiree to each other Thanks for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to hit follow and share the show with someone you know. Oh, that rhymes. A rating or review will be much appreciated. If you're looking for some leadership inspiration, why not get a free copy of our recommended reading list? Visit howtotakethelead.com to download. Until next week, get out there and take the lead.